0: So Muriwai, is this one of your favourite spots?
1: It is, yeah. I mean it's so handy to central Auckland. You can get here within 40 minutes, 45 minutes on a good day. The waves are like today, peeling. And And it's like this quite often. I'd always talked with friends about, you know, imagine if we could do this and that, and if we could surf every day of our life, how amazing that would be. But, you know, obviously that's not, that was like a far flung dream
0: that would never happen. I'm Wilhelmina Shrimpton and from News Hub, this is The Pivot, a series of stories about sudden change and new beginnings, all in the time of COVID. The advertising industry soaked up most of Annabel Reynolds' working life. She been a decade at various agencies until her last role at DDB New Zealand as a suit on the Vodafone account. But just like the world's, her work began to slow as COVID-19 tightened its grip. Her job survived the first lockdown and even one round of redundancies at the agency. She thought she was safe until she wasn't. 37,000 more people have become unemployed since June. That's the largest rise since StatsNZ began recording data in 1986. In June she got the devastating news and all of a sudden she was jobless. But a few visits to the beach allowed her to stay afloat. And while she sought sanctuary from one of her favourite places, an idea washed over her. That's when Mish Surf Society was born, a website and a community for Kiwi surfers, new and old, to connect and learn.
1: I can't think of anything else that would get me living in the moment as quickly as surfing does. For me, I I guess it's my sort of meditation. The feeling of being in the cold and having that water over your head it just completely calms me down, centers me. Even if it's like you go in there and you come out and you've had a really bad surf, you feel so refreshed and awake and alive. And it just, yeah, it's it's amazing the, what it can do.
0: When did you get into surfing and what kind of drew you to the sport, I guess, or the hobby? So I
1: started way back when I was a teenager living in Gizzy. My boyfriend like, lived right on the beach so that was super handy. One day he literally handed me a surfboard and said you're coming surfing. I was like okay and he literally popped me up on the board and pushed me out and that was my <laughs> first experience. Uh, I had no idea what to do probably I, you know I would have fallen over and got caught in the whitewash and like you do on your first Time in the water on a board, anyway, but um, managed to yeah pop up on the board and feel that like exhilarating moment of uh, you know what it's like to ride a wave for the first time, which is like indescribable. I stopped surfing for a while after that when I went to uni. Um, and didn't actually take it back up until maybe like three or four years ago.
0: Is it like riding a bike? Could you just easily get back up and your balance was there and your technique (laughs) was still strong? No. (laughs) I wish I could say that it was,
1: but uh, no, definitely not. No, it did take quite a bit of um, practice and getting out there every day and finding my surf crew and that's definitely what helped. Finding this group of surf betties, which we call ourselves. We met each other through boyfriends at the time. But yeah, we all loved surfing, and we'd all push each other to go out and surf, and even when it was like freezing cold and raining, and dreary, we'd be in the surf, like just getting pummeled in the whitewash. (laughs) Uh, Doing whatever we could
0: just to be in the ocean, because it feels so good. So good, it became her hobby, and her escape from the hustle and bustle of life, but hobby is the key word here, because before surfing, there was her career in advertising, and one which made up most of her adult life. I was working as an account director um,
1: at DDB on the, yeah, on the Vodafone account, pitching campaigns to the client, dealing with the creatives, working with production, so it was really varied. Quite a lot of pressure, but yeah, I loved it. It was busy, you're working like hour to hour, minute to minute. <laughs> Did you sort of think that this this was it? This was your career? Oh yeah, definitely. It was what I would be doing until I retired.
0: And then lockdown sort of changed everything. And you survived a round of redundancies as well?
1: Yeah, it was really quite Scary, I guess is the word. Consoling those friends who had lost their jobs and trying to just continue on as best you could. One day you'd be working with someone closely on a job and the next you'd find out that they unfortunately, um, yeah, were let go. Did you believe that you were safe at that point? I had no idea that um, you know, that I'd, I would make, be made redundant. We were all quite busy on the account and, you know, things were flying as usual. So, so I didn't really think of a plan B <laughs> at all.
0: They join a growing and alarming list, making hundreds of redundancies in the past few weeks Fletcher Building, Smith City, Media Works, the TAB. There was another round of redundancies, and that's when you did lose your job. How did you receive that news?
1: We were told um, by the head of the agency that, you know, there would be another round and that it would be spoken to personally if we were affected. But no, way I did. I think it was going to happen to me. So um, the morning of I was like, you know, feeling quite confident. And then I got an email uh, saying that I was uh, one of the few that were going to be uh, on the list of redundancies. And then quite quickly, um, a day or two after that, um, signed the redundancy email or PDF. I remember chatting on our Zoom call and I just had tears rolling down my face. You know, just thinking, oh gosh, I'm not gonna be able to work with my team anymore. Um, I'm not gonna be able to work with all the other colleagues and all people in the agency and my client. After we stopped that Zoom call, I sort of took some time out, drove down to the beach, um, had a walk, took my shoes off, and got my feet in the water. And it could have been at that point, I'm not too sure, or it could have been the day before or the day after. It sounds like a dream, but um, all of a sudden, this thought came into my mind, this idea for Mish. And it was like a spark, like one of those like emojis You know, (laughs) with the light bulb going (laughs) bing. That's what happened in my mind. It was like a cartoon. Um, And I just thought, wow, this is a great idea. Maybe I should flow with this. So I had a chat to mum and dad, um, had a chat to my surf buddies, and they were like, it's a no-brainer. Like, why did we not think about this before? And I was like, I know, right? And slowly but surely, got the balls in motion and started doing all the
0: research. And it snowballed. Mesh Surf Society was born and Annabelle's escape became her life ring. And it all started with a very simple concept.
1: I guess it first started from
0: conversations with
1: friends who surf. We're part of this uh, group called the Surf Buddies on Facebook. Um, And everyone's on there every day chatting, where's the surf, what's the swell doing on the East Coast, who needs a lift. So it was really born out of that, thinking, you know, how can I help these people? That want to get to the surf perhaps don't have a car,
0: or um, want to meet other people, aren't confident in the water. The name Mish, is this kind of based on like going for a mission? <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, it took quite a long time
1: to get to that name. Constant brainstorming um, for like I, I kid you not like maybe like two months. But I always thought I really need this name to encapsulate what what we do and. Uh, I was listening to a podcast as I was driving one day, and uh, the woman continuously was talking about mission, 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 and then it was another light bulb moment, and I was like, mission, that's what we do. That's what we, me and my surf mates do every day. We go on surf missions, so I was like, mish, done. <laughs> <laughs> it started out as almost like a shuttle, a surf shuttle to help surf buddies or anyone else um, get to the surf. And I did this um, business plan, <laughs> which took quite a while. And I got some good advice from a friend early on. She said to me, she's, she started up her own business as well. She said, and well, don't spend too much time on this business plan because you know what, in the first week, it could completely change. And she was right. <laughs> I spent way too much time on that business plan. <laughs> and I kid you not, that first week, I had to change so much, rewrite the business plan, think up some new ideas. There was a lot of change, a lot of pivoting in that first wee while. And quite quickly, I started realizing that maybe a shuttle didn't really cover off enough of the, of the needs of what people wanted. And I, I came to the realization it's, it's the wellness side of things. It's really helping people get into the ocean, experience the feeling that I get, and all the different benefits that they can benefit from too, just by the simple act of surfing.
0: Because for Annabelle, it's so much more than just a wave. It's meditation, it's healing. It's a community and a way of life, and one she wanted to share with others, especially those who haven't spent much time in the surf. What's it like, you've obviously talked about your experience of first getting up on the board. You'd have completely new newbies getting into the surf. What's it like watching them go through that experience for the first time?
1: Oh, it reminds me, it brings me back to that first time I jumped up on the board it's it's so exhilarating like seeing that glow on their face and that those beaming smiles and just the excitement and the joy that they're getting from being in the ocean and having their first ride on the board it's amazing it's, it's what makes this like so worthwhile I guess you can say it, it's like If I could see that every day on someone's face, I'd be a happy person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And just like her clients getting up on the board for the first time, Annabelle has also had to dive straight into the deep end. Surfing is an old skill for her, but running a business is brand new. You know, there's website management and accounting and scary numbers. (laughs) Have you you had to relearn or, or learn new things to manage this? Oh my gosh, yeah. I, um... Where do I start? Yeah, the website. I've never done
1: coding in my life. Um, so I have uh, I used to be that person hounding, you know, website developers, you know, why is this taking so long? I need to get this to the client. Like, And now I feel really bad because I understand, you know, the tiniest little bit of code can take a day to, like, create, test, and um, change so yeah I definitely have built some skills
0: that I never knew I had. Do you think after experiencing this yourself and having been so deeply ingrained in one industry one career the thought of retraining particularly with people who are a lot older you didn't expect to do it do you think many others are capable though? But Yeah I mean it's I never thought it was possible until I started so
1: I guess it's like and having that support and that's if I didn't have the support from my friends, family, colleagues, everyone, I, I definitely wouldn't be here.
0: You obviously said before that you saw your long-term career in advertising, well now that you've started MIT, is this your long term? I would love it to be, I, I, I
1: will do everything and anything, I'm going to paddle that wave as hard as I can <laughs> and ride it for as long as possible. And uh, I'm confident that it, it will it will stick around. I just really want to help people. The more people that can experience surfing and be in the ocean, I think in general, it's gonna hopefully spread that well-being and that wellness and, and that positivity in a time that's been so tumultuous and, and scary. And I'm really keen on um, helping out different types of foundations there is this beautiful foundation in New Zealand called Surfers Healing um, and it's helping kids and families with um, autism to experience the wellness and benefits that surfing can bring to their lives and just seeing those kids on surfboards with these amazing
0: extraordinary people it's just unbelievable. And speaking of healing I feel like the way that you've sort of spoken about it it has been very much a healing process for you.
1: Oh gosh, um, I couldn't think of anything else that would be as healing as surfing. Within the last year, there's definitely been personal challenges that have popped up throughout the whole process, and I keep going on about it. And I, maybe I talk about it too much, <laughs> but um, it's so difficult to describe until you until you live it um, or experience it every day. Yeah, I, I couldn't think of anything else that would replace. The, the benefits and the healing that you get from being in the sea. Every morning I wake up and, if, and I come down to the beach and it's, yeah, stand here for a moment just to take in the beautiful views and, like, think how grateful every single day that I am to be able to do this yeah. and to be able to share it with others.
0: Yeah, pretty lucky. I'm Willamena Shrimpton, and for News Hub, this has been The Pivot. If you have a career pivot story you'd like to share with us, drop us a line at thepivot at newshub.co.nz. If you like the show and want to hear more, subscribe and leave us a review. It really helps.